You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello. all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Devil's Plan wrap-up. Talking here with my usual co-host about all things Devil's Plan, Chappelle. Chappelle, how's it going? Kelly, we made it. We did it. The end, it happened. We got a finale. We have a winner of the Devil's Plan. I'm very excited, but I'm also sad that the show is over and that there's no more of the Devil's Plan in front of us. Uh, And so I'm very happy to be here to wrap this up with you. But also kind of, you know, a little somber moment for me because I really did enjoy the season. Mm-hmm. It's very bittersweet. Very excited to be here. And I feel like most of the players were feeling that, too, where they're excited to be reunited. But like this is over for them and it's over for us until season two. And most of these players come back in our fan fiction. So <laughs> hopefully that uh, materializes in the near future. Yeah. And uh, Scally, I mean, not to jump ahead of everything, but we have a winner here. We, we, he did it. Your fave. Mm-hmm. My boy won. So uh assume that if you're here, you have uh watched Obviously. all of this. But yes. Right. <laughs> uh Sokjin is ultimately victorious over orbit. Uh much to his alliances, uh, you know, the enjoyment they all have yeah. very much celebrated. And so I don't know if this is the reaction that like the re uh result that most people saw coming, but one that definitely made me very happy. This was the most fun I've had watching the games play out because I could follow Ooh. these a lot more easily. You know, uh, the uh, Nines, Men's, Morris, whatever it's called. Uh, I, I could watch that from above and say, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, I, I kind of understand that. And then the memorization hexagon game, uh, again, it was something that I know I am not going to do well at, but I could watch <laughs> the players and their thought process and their strategy play out in a way that, you know, the the math wasn't super complicated. It was just addition. and so. I enjoyed that for a finale, I actually was tapped in, into, in the, on the game instead of in past uh, episodes. I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what's going on? Are they doing it right? Is it good enough? Is there Should there be an alternate <laughs> strategy here? It was very simple. I thought uh, both of these games were good for the finale. They were head to head. You had two players who had different strengths and weaknesses and all that good stuff. So I have no complaints. I, I uh, really enjoyed what I got. 
I think it could have been a lot more entertaining as far as, you know, story goes, but um, a deserving winner in Sock Jin and a, a valiant effort by Orbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was fun how we like brought the whole cast back. So originally we start with just like them waking up, Orbit's not feeling good, where Sock Jin's like, I feel great. I think I'm the fittest person here. Like, oh, okay. So uh, maybe we're setting this up a little early. Uh, I did enjoy, though, the flashbacks to their day one confessionals. Yes, we get two sides of the, of different coins here or the same coin or whatever, where you have both of these players coming at it from different perspectives. Um, you know, Sock Jin saying, I'm in great shape today. And Orbit saying, I got a nosebleed. I'm so nervous, you know. <laughs> and even back to day one, they both identified each other as probably their biggest threats, um, being that, you know, um, they're leaders, uh, but they have like different codes that they're willing to stick to. Uh, and so, yeah, seeing them size each other up and also learning I guess I didn't realize this before, but these were the two oldest men in the competition. So I think that that probably says something about the the gameplay and how they were able to do so well. Uh, Orbit being like, I hope this gives hope to people in their 40s. Like, I hope people in their 40s have hope. <laughs> well, Scotty, how, since you've been in your 40s, how, do you think this was able to oh help you? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we're ending the recording and starting. Uh, <laughs> this is. I say 40s. I meant. 20s scally yeah. my bad my god just making up things wow yeah okay <laughs> well <laughs> um yeah i you know i did not watch this series knowing the age of the cast i would say that it generally skews like closer in age than i thought i thought a few people were younger a few people were older based on how like they acted <laughs> or were mm-hmm. treated in the house um so let's say Kyung Rim, who like kind of takes a uh, matriarchal uh, position in the house and it is treated, I think, a little bit older than the 44 years that she is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny to now be able to go ahead and look at all that. Yeah. And then uh, seeing like the flashback of these two and just uh, watching them as the two older gentlemen. Uh, and watching their strategies play out, you know, Orbit was able to corral a lot of the underdogs, as he says, or the, you know, people call them bottom feeders or whatever the case may be. He's probably able to corral a lot of them because he was, he is very intelligent, but also he does have that age thing going right. Um, in the first episode, we saw a lot of alliances like, oh, are you born in the same year as I was born in? Or, you know, you're, you're in the same age as me, or you're just a little bit older than me. Like, so age definitely played a factor in these people getting to know each other and knowing that Orbit came from a place of probably maturity or even like just a general respect lo- level for your elders. It probably does lend to his strategy of, let me lead this group of people to the end. Um, where as opposed to Sok Jin, who is also older, but has probably just decided that, no, my strategy is going to be to kind of separate myself and hope that everybody plays in their own best interests. Um, so I like that, you know, they're like bookends, you know, both uh, both older, but taking two, two different strategies to get to this place. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I think it probably does help with a sense of authority that they come with, a sense of um, just like respect that people are going to be giving them at first. So when they are talking, people are going to be listening. Whereas, let's say uh, Dong Jae, for example, coming in at twenty four, mm-hmm. is like trying to lead an alliance. I think that people were willing to work with him, um, but I don't know that he would have been able to lead the entire house the same way that an orbit could. Which is probably why he goes so early, you know, um, yeah. you know, he, he was playing an aggressive game, but also he didn't have probably the irreverence that someone like Orbit or even Sock Jin is able to have. They they speak about them so highly, even when they are uh, opposed to them. They're always like, I don't like Orbit's strategy. I don't like how he's leading X, Y, Z, but they're never disrespectful, I don't think. Uh, and so I think that's probably uh, a good shout. Um, Scott, were you very happy to see many of your faves coming back into the house? 
I was. So many of my faves left early that I was like, oh, they're all the first coming back in. <laughs> <laughs> I know you couldn't wait for Yamu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, it was fun to see everyone's reactions to who the final two were. I felt like there was, was a little confusing in terms of who had seen what, uh, you know, coming back into this. Um, because, for example, when Siwon comes in, she's like, oh, like, Sokjin, you said you couldn't understand when people were crying. And I saw it like, and you were bawling like a baby when I went home. And it's like, how did she know that? If no one else seems to even have any clue who the final two are. No, I thought he he so he told her he was bawling. But I think in the moment she was like, why are you crying right now? And he's mm. like, I, you know, like you could see he was getting emotional again. And so he tells her, like, when you left, I fell apart. I was just a mess. <laughs> and we get the flashbacks of literally him just kind of a crumpled mess. Thinking, what am I going to do? And so throughout the entire season, we've been seeing people say, it's just a game. Why are you crying? It's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. But. Each of them have had their moments of, I won't say weakness, but their moment of letting their guards down and kind of just being emotional. And so, yeah, even Siwan was like, okay, Sakjin, of all the people to be emotional, you? He's like, yeah, it got to me too. So, you know, <laughs> she, she, got, she got a good look at, uh, at, at him for, you know, who he was. And you could tell they're very close because she was very obviously rooting for him. But yeah, Sun Quan comes in and he's like, wait, who's the final two? Like, come on, man, <laughs> keep up. Yeah, that was very funny, especially when he uh, there was a lot of like, oh, Orbit, you did this on purpose. Like, no one trusts you. Yes, they're us. We talked about this guy. We said, mm-hmm. hey, is there any world where he was throwing this? Because when they find out that uh, Dong Ju is out, I mean, first of all, Junbin is looking for him. He's like, where is she at? I know she's in the final two. They're like, wait, she's out? Orbit, you did this? You did this on purpose? He's like, no, I promise I didn't do this on purpose. Scally, I think. I think I like the Orbit story a little bit more if he did it on purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. I want him to own it, if that's the case. Yes. That's the one thing. Now, yes. there is a little bit of precedent where in the genius, uh, I don't think this is like a real spoiler by any means. It's where the players that were previously eliminated do get to come back and have like a small impact, I would say, generally on the mm. finale. So maybe it's like, I mean, in the outline in that situation or in the one where you uh, outlined as a prediction last time where like, could Dongju be playing on Orbit's team potentially in the future? Yeah. So uh, I think that you don't probably want to have her mad at you there. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe playing it safe by saying it was an accident is the right move. But I don't know. It's very tough because if I think anyone was not going to take such a cutthroat approach it would be orbit but it's a really good story if you you know changed it up at the last minute this was all a grand scheme yeah and you could tell people wanted him to own that too i think people were looking for it Junbin's like so orbit come on you could tell me <laughs> you know like it's me this is me you definitely did this for your own he's like no i literally screwed up i'm so sad about it i hate that she fell victim to me i think Sung is another one that kind of fell victim to orbit as well where orbit is yeah he's eliminated a bunch of people but it wasn't by design uh and so he's beating himself up about this a little bit while everybody else is kind of encouraging him and you're like no orbit orbit you're good you're really good it's just a game relax you got it um but one of Orbit's weakness that is flagged in this, uh, you know, in this episode is that he really takes his mistakes to heart. You know, when he messes up, it, he lets it beat him up. It's one of his biggest flaws in the game that everybody else is noticing. And I think that that's something that he will carry with him. He'll look at those like moves as errors and it'll be something that he's not able to easily bounce back from or easily own, you know, even though everybody else is kind of encouraging him to let those things go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, one mistake falls and like a domino effect, they just start coming and coming. I wonder if everyone coming in here and being like, why are you here? It's supposed to be Dongju. <laughs> like we yes. want her to win. Uh, and so it seemed me. like there was almost a consensus among the cast that like, okay, if it can't be me, it should be Dongju. And so I don't Social know if queen. we really, because <laughs> uh, even Junbin is like, it was supposed to be Dongju and Sokjin, not even Dongju and Orbit. Like it was right. like, you know, you know, Orbit is going to like lay on his sword down at the end and let Dongju proceed to taking the win. Now, uh, I think that people eventually come around when they sit down for dinner and the whole alliance is saying like, all right, you know, we went home. It has to be for a reason. Orbit, you have to win this now. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? You're you're aligned with somebody, so it's like if they win, it's like your team won, you know. And so mm-hmm. I think they're very they're very close uh, to orbit in that way. Um, just that you know they've worked alongside each other. There's a couple people who don't really have relationships together, but uh, Junbin, uh, Dongju, that was kind of like you know his core. And so they're, of course, being like, no, you got to take this. And then on the opposite end, Sok Jin has the same kind of core, right? As uh, Siwon and Dong Jae uh, being like, no, 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 no. You got this. This is your game to win. Um, so I liked it. My boy Bin, you know, good to have him <laughs> back, man. He, yeah, he came in with a rooting interest for sure. Uh, and then Dong Jae even has his lucky sweater that he's willing to wear on, um, on Sok Jin's behalf. And he says he's never lost in it. And mm. he wasn't wrong. Yeah. The streak continues. I feel like put that up on eBay. That is going to be worth some money. Or wear it the next time you play another competition game, Dong Jay. Why did you take it off? <laughs> Every single day he shows up <laughs> in the same thing. Dong Jay, you want hoodie. to prison? No, I'm just wearing it again. <laughs> it's a hoodie. You know, like mm-hmm. you get backdoor jackets and hoodies. It's not like he's not, you know, it's like, oh, he's wearing the same shirt every day. It's a jacket. You know, it's cold in there. Wear the hoodie and win the game, Dong Jay. What are you doing? <laughs> Yep, so the strategy was not born until, unfortunately, he was already out of the game, but does wear it for Sokjin. Now, we're going to go into the main match, which we find out is going to be comprised of three different games. Not super surprising, but, uh, and another not super surprising thing is that the first of which is going to be Nine Men's Morris, a game that was in the house. They had theorized it, theorized it could be the final match, and that materializes here. Yeah, and they even practiced it the night before. You know, they played against each other. And so uh, I think that that does benefit them, you know, having a few rounds. But also, I think that, you know, if you're somebody who's less experienced in that game, that practice could, you know, benefit them a lot. Um, we see that Orbit is a fast learner. So he's he's able to pick up on strategies very quickly. And so if he was not a fan of that game prior to this, um, practicing him is probably not the best move. Uh, whereas Sokjin, he seems like, uh, you know, he was more like getting some reps in before the game. Um, but I, it probably, lay, uh, you know, raises uh, the, the playing field a little bit, you know, makes it a little bit more competitive when you allow them to practice. Um, I, I part of me kind of feels like I wish that they did it though you know just like suspense or you know whatever Um, because it's like yeah y'all got to practice it last night you're coming with your A game which probably makes for better TV also like you know let's throw them off balance a little bit you know you don't give them too many tools to use in the house yeah, my first reaction was like Sokjin what are you doing why are you giving Orbit the chance to practice this Mm -hmm. but when he talks about how Orbit's biggest strength is that he comes into these games that he's never played before and as if he's been familiar with them for years. So if anything, maybe Sokjin getting in that practice leveled the playing field a little bit more. Uh, you know, Orbit is going to have time to configure strategies and, you know, basically write out equations in order how to mathematically win this game. But Sokjin, we saw his strength came 
when he practiced playing Gamoku uh, for hours and hours and hours one night. And so getting in that practice might be a very necessary step for him that is going to offset the advantage you might give Orbit. Yeah, yeah, especially when you plan against Orbit because you're going to see mm-hmm. some of his strategies building in front of you. And you're like, oh, why? Is, oh, that's new. I'm trying. He's trying that. Oh, this is what he does when I do this. Okay. It's like you get a, a, a sneak peek at your opponent's playbook a little bit. Uh, and so I, I don't think it hurt. I mean, we see what happens. The results don't lie. But I do think that, you know, giving them the opportunity to play could have various results. You know, it could be to a, a point where somebody who normally would have got trounced is uh, now, you know, a real competitor here or, uh, you know, something that really allows them to to kind of um, play on equal standings as well. So, you know, it, it did work out for Sock Jin, mostly because it feels like when Orbit starts to lose, it like when it rains, it pours, you know, um, it's like if he's on a roll, you can't stop him. But if he screws up, then it's just this like onslaught coming in from all sides and there's nothing you can do or there's nothing he can do to kind of get out of his own head and stop messing up. Because we see Sock Jin is able to bounce back a little bit more from his mistakes than Orbit is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Now, um, I, you know, I don't know that we're going to go into every round necessarily discussing every this, move. <laughs> what did you think of Nine Men's Morris as a whole? I kind of like it. And you know, I hate games. Uh, and so I was watching it like, I mean, if Scully wanted to play this game, I'd play this game one time. You know, I just kind of, I like the utility of, of like watching it and being able to see how, what they were thinking. We get a lot of Orbit narrating his own moves, right? And mm-hmm. then we get even the peanut gallery, our friends uh, that are in the living area watching it on TV, talking about what they would do the best moves or, you know, or what they are expecting them to do. And so you see a lot of the strategy right in front of you unfolding. And he's like, oh, I kind of get it. So of all the games they played, again, this is probably the one that I had the best grasp of because there was there were less moving. I mean, no pun intended, but there were less moving pieces. You know, there was less uh, <laughs> like players involved and I can really focus on the one on one. So I really liked it. Did you enjoy this? I want to order this game now. I don't know why it's it. not more popular. I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I know you looked up the online version, coward. I know you did. Um, yes, we're playing it on Jackbox or whatever the game, whatever Ooh. the thing is. Stop it. Stop it, Scally. No ideas. Uh, yeah, let's no. check board game arena. Listen, I don't know what that means, but I don't like it. Uh, watching them play though, it was cool because you you really did get a step by step like, ooh, nope, you screwed that up. Oh, oh, wait, maybe, maybe. Oh, nope, 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 not great. At first, I thought this was gonna be very boring, like watching a chess match. And yes, to me, watching chess matches is boring. Sorry if you're <laughs> listening to this, and and that is not your opinion. But for me, I it, paint dry, right? Like watching paint dry. But here, I was like, oh, okay. And I think it was just because I was learning as I went. I think I'd be awful at the game. But, you know, seeing two very smart people try to tackle this game that's very strategy minded was very fun to me, at least. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they got the exact amount of like the exact right amount of practice in where Mm. they were able to play and like had some strategy go in. But it wasn't that they had perfected it. So they were still learning as they went. And it felt like all three games went very differently. Um, So where they talk about how like going first is really an advantage, but even in the first two games, like they're still making enough mistakes where uh, the person who went second ends up winning both of the first two rounds. Uh, So it was fun to watch them learn the game, uh, but like still have like a good enough sense to not be just like absolutely awful at it <laughs> by the third. Well, well then that's the, that's the thing too. The first game, uh, Sok Jin messes up basically one time. And when he messes up, Orbit is able to capitalize on that because it's a lot easier to play for the offensive position than it is defensively in this particular game. Well, round two comes, Orbit gets the, the lead 
And rather than playing like a tried and true strategy or, you know, something a lot more straightforward, he actually says, I'm going to change it up. I'm trying something new. Like even the people in the living area are like, what is Orbit doing? Why is he acting like this? And he pays for it. And I think uh, it might be his love for science that allows him to try to, to make these big swings. It's like, oh, well, I'll try something different, like an experiment and see what happens. And then when it doesn't happen, I'll change it up. But I don't think this game allowed him to make any errors like that because once he did change it up, Sakjin immediately takes the lead of it, like uh, of him, and just wipes him out. And then the following round, Sakjin is now in the offensive position, and Orbit has to rely on him to screw up in order to get back in the game, and it just doesn't happen. So I, I think Orbit uh, played himself into a hole when he really could have just tried to keep it straightforward and maintain the lead that you get when you get to go first. Mm-hmm. Especially going first and being Orbit, I feel like, you know, winning the first round, he got a little confident. And this is something mm-hmm. that can definitely happen. Uh, I've been there where you think that like, all right, I have this wrapped up and I missed some super obvious thing. And now all of a sudden the game is an unwinnable position and I kind of pout about it. Uh, yeah, that's going to mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> so um, watching that play out here where Sokjin then ends up like when it first starts, they talk about it as if like, all right, we're going to move right past second round and go on to third. And Sokjin ends up putting his pieces in such a way that he traps Orbit in the center of the board that he can't even move, like completely constricted. And so that was really interesting to watch where Orbit started out with such an upper hand in round two and Sokjin manages to uh, completely turn that on him. Yeah, Orbit was forced to play optimally in the first round because Sokjin went first. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Sokjin's not going into the center to, to get trapped in there. He's playing on the outsides and so, or, or, you know, or leaning toward, you know, kind of putting his pieces inside and outside at the same time. Orbit sees this, he capitalizes on it and wins. But then when he gets a chance to lead off, he pretty much puts himself into a corner and not like in a good way. Cause they say getting on the corners is, is very good, but not when you can't get out the box cause you can't move your pieces at all. And so um, I, I did like the, the strategy of, you know, if you, if you can get in a particular spot, you can move your one piece in and out. And just keep mm-hmm. getting points over and over again and, you know, and taking out other pieces. Uh, and that seemed to really work for Sok Jin once he had Orbit locked up and he couldn't make any moves. So it was kind of like he stalemated them in a, in a way so quickly, locked the game up to where there was nothing he could do. And Sok Jin could just kind of like beat him up uh, on the inside. But I do think that, again, like you said, Orbit probably got a little cocky. Thought I have like at least one game that I could lose before I, you know, ultimately have to play the third round. And he's like, before I'm in a do or die situation. And he took a risk and it didn't pay off. And then by that time, he gives away the upper hand as well. So it was a miscalculation for Orbit as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that losing that second round did leave him shaken. I know that he had gotten sick even before this round. So he's coming in already with a headache and uh, trying to think out the strategy with a headache, as I could tell you, having watched it, is uh, mm-hmm. a little difficult sometimes, especially for uh, maybe the next game. But I uh, did. Then we move on to round three and we see that it starts out fairly even. Uh, this I thought was the most fun game to watch where everything it went really back and forth. But eventually, Orbit kind of gets stuck again. As soon as the first marker is removed, it's like, all right, like I lost this. There's literally no coming back that I can do. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like tic-tac-toe. You know, mm-hmm. when you're the first player, like you have more to opportunities to win. Um, if you screw up, you're probably going to lose. But, you know, as long as you maintain, you're probably either going to win or you're going to like stalemate, right? And I think that Orbit gave um, Sakjin that that top spot where it's like, okay, I have to wait on him to screw up. And if he just doesn't, there's nothing I can do. And so once that first piece was gone, it was like, well, it's all over but the crying. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Nine Men's Morris ends. Sokjin has won two out of three, which at first I didn't even realize that. Uh, I think I had heard it and then forgot about it that each game was going to be played in three rounds. So, when Orbit wins the first one and then they just set up for another game of Nine Men's Morris, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but <laughs> mm-hmm. very, you know, uh, good for Sokjin that he ends up winning the second two. Then we move on to Hexagon, in which there is going to be a series of hexagons all laid out on the board with different numbers. They're going to have 30 seconds to remember the numbers on the different hexagons, and then they will go away. They'll be replaced with letters, and they will have to come up with straight line string of letters in order to add up to the target number. And this proves to be very difficult. Uh, yeah, it, it was a struggle. Uh, did you feel like you were going to be good at this, Callie? Did you? Is this something that was in your wheelhouse? No, <laughs> short term memory just is not mine. Um, it is come back to bite me occasionally uh, in these games. And so watching this, I was like, all right, they're going to absolutely demolish me. Um, and they did. <laughs> that is for sure. Mm-hmm. I was similar to all of the people that had previously been eliminated watching them and trying to play along. Like, wow, how are they doing this? I do not understand. Like, I would have been awful at this. And even Dongju says to Sun Quan, like, hey, me and you, Sun Quan, like, we would have been terrible at this. Like, don't call him out. Just talk about yourself. No, that is very funny. Uh, Dongju, <laughs> who is very skilled at these games, and San Quan, who is on probably on the opposite end of that uh, little spectrum. Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, me and you awful. And he's like, what? I think I would have done. No, stop it. Stop the shenanigans. You are not good at any of these games. Cut it out. Um, yeah. But at least she's self-aware. Because I, I, you know me. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Apparently, though, Junbin, this would have been his game. Who knew? Who knew he had a photographic memory? This is one of the funniest lines in the season for me. He goes, they're like, yeah, Junbin has a photographic memory. He's like, yeah, I would have killed this. They said, well, where was that when we did the uh, the call-out game? He's like, I just didn't press the button fast enough. And then San Quan is like, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I too have a photographic memory and didn't press the button fast enough. Okay, Junbin. Like, thanks. (laughs) I'm trying to think about the different memory games where it's like all the different faces in the memory when we're memorizing that giant comic strip and he like Uh could only remember one panel uh, and not even that one section of one panel. So Mm -hmm. I don't know about this photographic memory on Junbin. Nobody does. And that's why it was so (laughs) funny. Especially because it's uh, someone who calls him out like, oh yeah, me too. I'm I'm totally, if only I press the button faster. Like, okay, stop it. (laughs) Top of shenanigans. Yeah. I would be curious to go back and see how many incorrect answers Junbin did submit in that game. He didn't submit any incorrect answers because they beat him to it. Remember, mm. he just he just couldn't press it fast. Enough. Had y'all let him play? Don't make me pull king, up my notes. Let my king cook. <laughs> let him cook. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. But Hexagon goes on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, this was tough. Now, we had found out that because Sokjin had had more pieces going into the final round, that he would be receiving a slight advantage in each of the games. In Nine Men's Morris, he was able to choose uh, in the first game, whether he went first or second. In the game Hexagon, he started with a one-point advantage. Chappelle, do you think this was too big of an advantage for no. Sokjin? No, 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 no. Because if you get one wrong, you can lose points. And mm-hmm. so, one one point, if... I mean, Sokjin had uh, eight pieces more, I believe, mm-hmm. than um, than, um, um, what's Orbit. his man's name? Orbit, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? I was, I was saying, then Jim Ben. Okay, but yeah, he had more, he had eight more pieces than Orbit. One, one point advantage, and to get to choose who gets to go first, 
that doesn't foul. I, feel, I almost feel like it's not much of a Ooh. advantage for the amount of points he had. You know, like if if it was if if it was there was a one point difference between them or something, or maybe five points or something, but eight, like you really couldn't catch him. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I and I know he would have gotten an advantage in the third round, but it seems like he had such a big lead over him that you would think that he would get more of an advantage. Now it it wasn't enough of an advantage to to tilt it completely in one person's favor to where the other person just doesn't stand a chance. But I wonder if it, they even took into consideration that he just blew him out of the water like that, you know? Um, because what if he only had a one chip advantage? Was it still going to be that you only got to like, you know, go first or is it, are they going to give more of an advantage to you? The more points that you have over mm. the other person, I really would like to know um, if they're taking the pieces in, uh, into account or is it just enough to have a, more pieces than the other person to get those advantages? I would probably guess that it's just having more than the other person gives you the mm-hmm. advantage. Um, I did suspect that it would be number of pieces would matter, but it doesn't seem to be the case based on what we saw, at least. Now, I think that that one point is on paper, not that large of an advantage. But I wonder if they had come in with a score of zero zero. We do see that. Yes, Sokjin ends up winning by two. So it doesn't seem like the one point was just the like be all end all. But Orbit plays this game so aggressively in mm-hmm. so many rounds. He ends up getting like, OK, he got five right, but he also got five wrong. <laughs> so it ends up at a zero. And I don't know if the game had started out even if Orbit feels the pressure to play so hard. Yeah. I mean, there were moments where Orbit tied the game up and then was incorrect and lost it. You know, mm-hmm. there were even moments where Sok Jin felt so comfortable because Orbit was just shooting himself in the foot that Sok Jin walked away from the board. You know, he's standing back kind of looking where it's supposed to be. You buzz in because you want to get the points before the next person does. Um, but he is like, no, I'll let Orbit keep going because it doesn't look like this is going well for him. You know, like he gets, he tries to get like one or two in in the beginning and then he just kind of sit, lays back and let Orbit shoot himself in the foot. And yeah, when you're down by two or three points or you're in the negative as Orbit was in certain rounds, you have to play aggressively. I just really wish that Orbit maybe figured out a better strategy sooner because it seems like he gets his, the hang of it eventually. You know, that's, they say that is one of Orbit's strengths. Um, by round 10, they go in pretty much tied up. But Orbit was trying a lot of different things. And you could tell in the varying, uh, you know, outcomes, he was trying to memorize basically the whole board at times. Whereas Sakjan was just memorizing the X's, you know, just straight across the top, uh, those two sides. And it got him maybe a point or two a game, but it was enough to keep Orbit on edge to where Orbit had to keep making risks. And um, I think that had they played a little bit longer, Orbit ultimately probably would take the lead um, once he figured it out. But he didn't have that much time. Ten rounds was already enough, I think, to determine who was mm-hmm. better at this game. Um, but I think had it gone like 15, we might have seen a different outcome. Yeah, because I think it's that Sokjin gets one incorrect in the first round and then never gets another incorrect again, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Orbit is consistently getting like plus three, minus two <laughs> in rounds. Yeah. And so that was really the problem there. I think that he was... Probably, especially early on, playing too aggressively where he just wanted to make up that lead where he should have been trying to, like, get into that final round with, like, a one point uh, disadvantage and then, you know, you know, at worst and trying Mm -hmm. to keep it close as long as he could because he did seem to be able to get more. Um, He does make up that big difference right in round nine and they go into round 10, I believe, even. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they did. 
is tough. And, you know, Orbit makes that one mistake and then kind of doesn't answer ever again. I'm going to like, if I'm already down two, I'm buzzing in like ABC, BCD, right. <laughs> like, like over and over. I will end this game with negative 20. <laughs> Before I allow you to beat me by one, right? You kind of have yeah. to try. You have to try. <laughs> um, and you can see the numbers. He's just like, you, it's like that meme where the uh, the person is like, oh, trying to figure out the calculations in their head. You can feel like four, five, six, three, two, one, mm-hmm. one. And and they even made it even harder is that obviously they have to do this by memory and they have to call out the letters as well. And so I think that throws you off because you could probably memorize the numbers. But if you don't, if you think into one number, you say a different letter, then that'll screw you up. Orbit was boxed into a corner again. And we see that Orbit is able to make a comeback a lot of times. We saw this in the little grass game that they played. Uh, And we saw this, uh, you know, when everybody was ganging up on them. We even saw it a little bit in the, in the, um, the betting game too. And so by the time they get to this, it kind of feels like that's Orbit's, you know, that's his jam. You know, start off slow and then kind of figure things out and then get better and better with time. Just he ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely did. I think it's it's like underratedly hard. I think this game, I think if people try playing along at home, they'll see. Now, they didn't keep everyone on the uh, on the screen for the full like 30 seconds that they get to memorize. But this was tough. And so I don't blame Orbit. He does end up losing here in round two. We don't even proceed to round three. And that's my biggest complaint. I want to see dice <laughs> poker. What is that? I want to know. I'm good. It sounds like numbers. I'm ba- I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> is, it, is betting involved? Nope. Pass. Pass. This is good. Leave it like this. Do these challenges over and over again as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I never need to know what the third challenge was going to be. But for television purposes, it, yeah, it's a lot more. Um, suspenseful if it comes down one to one, you know, and in the final round you mm-hmm. get to see, you know, who's gonna uh, come out triumphant. But nope, Sajin mopped him up. We don't ever get to see Orbit try try another move. We get the confetti, and we get our first winner of the Devil's Plan. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think of Sajin as a winner? Um, I think he's the he's the most deserving winner. I do. Yeah. I think that if Orbit owns his game and says, nope, I came up with this strategy. And I'm, he does jokingly say that, oh, look, my strategy was to, to use the underdogs and then step on them to get to the top. Um, <laughs> if that was his actual strategy, I'm like, bravo, you did it. Bravo. We love you. Oh, my God. You know, king, strategic mastermind, orbit geesling. Uh, but, you know, uh, now with him like being like, no, that really wasn't my strategy. It worked out because I'm super smart, but I kind of been shooting myself in the foot trying to, to make that strategy work. I'm like, okay, Orbit, you might have been a little bit out of your league when it comes to, uh, you know, versus Sokjin, who, I mean, is just tapped in, you know, like all the moves that he made. He was the one who was figuring out the puzzles. Don't get me wrong. He had a lot of assists from Siwan, not going to take anything from her, but he figures out the puzzle. He gets thrown in prison. Uh, He makes one of the most cutthroat moves in order to get thrown in prison with his number one ally. He outflanks his number one ally when she goes in and can't do the uh, five in a row. Uh, and he's able to do it by going second and kind of like practicing, which is seems like the sock gene's like uh, kind of, that's his like thing, right? I can, mm-hmm. I can practice, I can get prepared and I can go in and, and do the work. And so he didn't have a huge alliance to carry him. A lot of times he was working by himself uh, and he stuck to his guns. And so I don't think that there's a more deserving winner in the bunch. Uh, he's not the flashiest all the time. Like, I really think he's he's very laid back. Uh, but the moves that he made were big moves and they paid off. So Sokjin as a winner, I don't think I, can, I have anything that I can really quibble with um, as far as like a season one inaugural win. But what about you, Scotty? 
I'm so happy, like on a personal level. I really enjoy uh, Sokjin. I thought that his game that he played was super impressive. I mean, just the fact that he's the only one. Uh, him and uh, Siwon end up figuring out the pieces and the puzzle with them. If like that had gone completely unsolved throughout the season, I think the season is a lot a lot worse off for it. Uh, mm-hmm. So. You know, I think that he was constantly thinking, constantly playing, playing from an underdog position at times. And so I really like his winning story. I think he's a very deserving winner. Now, if you had to, this game is playing for the first, you know, they haven't met each other. They haven't played this season, but they're playing for the first time. Your life depends on it. Are you betting on Sokjin or do you think there's a better player out there? I think you have to kind of bet on on Sakjin. You know, yeah. I mean, we 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 haven't seen a real weakness in Sakjin. He was able to get into an alliance very early, um, but he was able to bounce back from that largely because of Orbit's strategy of let's not let them back in. But he does know how to work with the team. He's benefited from it. Uh, we we've seen that he's able to move uh, as a as an individual a lot better than a lot of other players too. He says that I didn't get here by happenstance. All the moves that he made were calculated moves, right? Like this was not, oh, I accidentally got help here or um, somebody gave me a piece and that kept me in the game. And, you know, there were moments where he probably would have lost if it, if he had been a part of an alliance and he was able to kind of take his own uh, fate into his own hands. Um, yeah, I think the best player won. Um, and I think that it's clear because when you look at the other players that are supposed to be in his league, right? Like Siwan, Donju, Orbit, um, he outflanked them as well. Like he beat mm-hmm. Siwan uh, because Orbit was messing up and Orbit was her teammate, uh, you know, and then he beat Orbit. And, and uh, you know, when they go one on one, Siwan fumbles in the uh, in the prison. They they won't get in the prison if it's not yeah. even, you know, for um, for um, Sajin. And so, you know, if you line up all his competitors, you could see a reason why he could beat them all uh, and why, you know, somebody with him, he did who like really just showcased limited strengths. I mean, like weaknesses versus his strengths. Uh, I think he even called his only strength, like his emotions, you know, like I'm not really able to open up that much, blah, blah, blah. This is a game, sir. You did good. You were able to put them to the side and do what you needed to do. Um, we love to see threes winning, right? we do Uh, (laughs) yeah i I agree i think that he is probably the best balanced in the game i Uh think that it's really tough with orbit because i'm also like do i want to bet my life on someone who probably you know according to his own philosophy doesn't want to win the game (laughs) like you're throwing my life away (laughs) i don't know about that um but i i think that there is such a like cliff on this season where there are a few players that are really, really strong and exemplified that strength uh, throughout their time on the show, even if it was pretty short and then it kind of falls off and we have kind of everyone else. So uh, those players that are above, I mean, I have like Sokjin, Orbit, I have Siwon, Dongjae, uh, even um, Guillaume, uh, Guillaume and mm-hmm you know, Dongju. So I think there are like very strong players. And then a couple people who I'm not really anticipating seeing back. Junbin was very fun. I don't know if Junbin was the strongest player. So. Uh, he was honestly, we left him out of this conversation <laughs> to spare everyone's feelings, but let's be very clear. A more well-rounded King, you know, uh, I think that that's <laughs> another thing that benefits uh, Orbit and um, Sakjin and even, you know, some of the other players that you name is that they come from math backgrounds. And so these mm-hmm. games being heavily, you know, influenced by numbers and counting, those kind of things benefit those players. And it's not math is not really something you can pick up on the fly, right? Like if you're if you're good at formulas and you have it memorized, you know, those things memorized and you've been practicing that thing, that's a hell of a muscle to have in a game like this. 
Whereas, you know, um, people who have like good social skills and stuff, that stuff can take you far until it comes down to, okay, but if you don't get these math problems, you're going home. Like we're eliminating you during this challenge and there's nothing your friends can do to save you. So I think that, yeah, Kyung Rim, John, uh, Jumbin, uh, even Haesung, you know, they, they, have, they have their skills. But I do think that, you know, being really, really strong in math is what's going to take you over the top. And I think that with Orbit, Jumbin, I'm sorry, not no Jumbin, or Orbit, Danju, <laughs> um, uh, you know, Sogjin, uh, so, dear God, wait till the last episode to just start screwing everybody's name up. But um, <laughs> I think all of them, you know, they talked about it. They come from these like backgrounds of engineering and, they, you know, she goes to MIT, you know, these these people... They're they're practiced at the math part of this, and I think you can learn the social game. I don't think you can really learn math on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they're all like very well rounded. Whereas you have players like Kyung Rim and Sung Kwan who are really good socially, and I think that gets them like a pretty far on a, on unusual seasons. Uh, or you have like Yu Min was pretty good at some games, and mm-hmm. uh, Yan Wu was pretty good at some games, but they weren't necessarily well rounded in every one of them, and their weaknesses definitely showed every so often. So. There are people that I think could grow as players, uh, even if you get a little bit more confidence in them. But I'm not begging to see them back either. Right. Uh, Sun Quan, for instance, was b- very well rounded, like you said, like when it comes to like the social social part, but very weak in the challenges when it came to the math and some of the moves that needed to be made. Um, you know, but let's say Sun Quan does make it to the end, right? Because of all the social connections. And let's say he has a million pieces and he goes up against Orbit, who has three. <laughs> Orbit still beats him here, you know. Yeah, he just he just does. Uh, because one, we know the million pieces is only going to get you a slight advantage in these uh, challenges. Um, but also, which one of these challenges was he supposed to kill him at? You know, uh, Mike, he might be okay in the um in the initial you know uh Nine Men's Morris Nine game. Morris. Yeah, but when it comes to this memory game, he's screwed. And then also mm-hmm. to find out that they're doing poker next, where they have to bet. He's also screwed. That's a numbers game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there, there's a world where you probably find people who are probably a little bit more well-rounded to go further in the game than a, um, a Sun Kwan. But uh, yeah, I think that maybe, just maybe, like you had the people who were going to always do well just be based off their raw talent and then everybody else is kind of at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. so i am curious for the people that we named as like strong players if they were to put them on another season with a bunch of newbies like i'm generally fine with that i think the target on them will be big enough to offset any experience that they have that will give them an advantage and then for everyone else even including them if they were to end up on an all-star season i think it would be super fun if that were to happen down the line now finishing up devil's plan season one Chappelle, any other overall thoughts Oh, I might go watch the genius. Y'all win. <laughs> I might. Look, I, 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 I'm willing to admit that this was a fun ride and that it did make me want more of kind of just, you know, twists and turns. And, I, and I've, what I've heard, the genius is uh, full of them. The, se- the genius season one, I think people have like said, is one of the best uh, seasons of reality TV ever. And I've watched a lot of reality TV. And so I would like to be the judge of that. Thank you. Uh, but overall, this was fun. I, I do think the ending was a little anticlimactic just because it didn't come down to the wire. Like you would have liked a, a real ending mm-hmm. to come down to. But um, the winner was a winner who should have won. The season was fun. We met some great characters. I think nobody was purple. I think everybody had something about them, even the earliest boots. And so, um, yeah. I think that more games shows or reality shows could learn from some of this stuff, you know, as far as like how to showcase their characters 
Because even the ones who had no chance of winning, I think we still have some fondness for it. But overall, mm-hmm. this was a great time, Scally. And anything you would change on a season two if this does get a second season? Yeah, uh, maybe maybe just make the games a little bit more like equitable for everybody. Not mm-hmm. to say that, you know, like whatever. It's, it's, it's a math-based competition. And yeah, put everybody in who's good at math. That's fine. But, you know, if you are going to put a Kung Rim in here, you have to know that she's not going to be able to beat, you know, Orbit <laughs> in, if, if they make it to the final two together, right? And it's going to be really mm-hmm. hard to keep those people out of those spots. Not saying that it's impossible. I mean, there's definitely a world where Kyung Rim and Sun Kwan are the final two. I just don't see it. There's, yeah. it, it exists. But I mean, Doctor Strange is looking through all the different machinations trying to figure <laughs> out how to get there. Yeah, I think for me, it's tough because. I'm a little bit <laughs> like Sock Jin and then I'm like, I want to see the players who are the best at these games like move forward most of the time. Not every single yeah. If they have a heartbreaking elimination, that is fine. But I want to see more individualized games. I don't want it to just be like, okay, well, we have nine people out of 12 and so we're going to win every single time. Um, mm-hmm. I want ways that we can beat the game with less people that even it forces you to play more of an individual game, even if it forces you into teams like at random draw that's fine um but i want something a little more individual and i mean we could speed up the pace of eliminations a tiny bit you know there was once or twice where it was like the person who comes in last loses five pieces and no one has five pieces so someone will go home and so um i think we could have done that maybe one or two more times uh if the games are individualized if it is this big alliance game then i think that uh it's tough to just you know, that person will go home 99 out of 100 times. So I understand why it was this way. So it's hard. You got to balance it. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more editing tricks, too. You know, like I said, I, I like the ones that we got. But from what I'm seeing on the interwebs, the genius was chock full of them. And so you can give us <laughs> a little bit more of that, too, to give us some suspense. But I did like the cliffhangers. I like that they got to go to prison and they figured out that, you know, there was more to that than it meets the eye. Um, I like the characters. I like the games. Uh, overall, this was a fun experience, and I'm very happy that you were the one who got to take me through it all. No, I'm very glad that we got to go through all 12 episodes of that, hoping we have 12 more in the very soon future. Ooh. I feel like Netflix really rushes out these seasons of reality TV often. So, mm. I mean, I don't have a lot of precedent in what uh, they are doing with the South Korea uh, division of their Netflix reality TV department, but I'm hoping mm-hmm. it's the same. Yeah, we need to podcast together more. I think the people are are saying it. You know, y'all listen. The listeners are listening right now, and they're like, "What?" Of course, everybody thinks y'all should podcast more, but Scully does not like podcasting with me. So I'm just saying, <laughs> is that his, what I said? <laughs> get in his mentions. Follow him on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv underscore uh, B Scally or whatever at B Scally on Twitch, and let him know that you need more Chappelle content with Scally. I'm saying. Give us more. Mm-hmm. Don't make me beg, Scally. Dear God. <laughs> have never said it, but very much appreciate it. Liar. <laughs> Don't get in front of these listeners and try to act different. I'm so- I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry he acts like this. The way this man lies like a rug. <laughs> well, if people want to find more of what you're doing, not with me, Chappelle, where can they find you? Sadly, I don't podcast with you enough, so I don't have any plugs with you right now, but I have a few things going on. Uh, still talking about The Walking Dead on Post Show Recaps. Still talking about Suits on Post Show Recaps. Go to SuitsPodcast.com to sign up for that. Make sure you're following Post Show Recaps to check out our coverage over on the Connect on Post Show Recaps. And me and Mario will be talking about rap shit very soon um, on Rob Has a Podcast. I'm still talking about Below Deck with Sasha. 
It was a great week uh, this week to have her back. And so check that out. We're on YouTube going live every Wednesday. Uh, also, you can find me on nothing but Netflix talking about Netflix shows. Kirsten was our guest last week. And of course, if you're listening to this, you're already familiar with the nothing but Netflix feed because you're here. So uh, check that out and more. And follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with everything else I got going on. Of course, there is still House of Villains coverage with me and Jenny. So I'll be hitting and quitting it with uh, Jenny in the place of Rob. And then, of course, doing more Big Brother content as well. So you'll see all that and more on my Twitter page or just subscribe to all those podcasts as I laid them out. Scotty, what about you? Ooh, well, as you said, you can find this generally on the Nothing But Netflix feed and give a five-star review on your way out. Let us know you want to see yes. the two. Let us know who you want to see back so that uh, Chappelle and Rob will so graciously have us back when there is a season two. Um, yeah. Very excited to talk about that when it comes. If people are looking for more from me, I am on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash bscally. Myself and Matt Ligori are talking about the Challenge 39 over on our new feed, uh, the Free Agents podcast, talking about all things the challenge. We are also, uh, you know, doing bonus episodes over there. So check those out. Talking with Huya every week after the Traders Canada live after the episode, talking about all things there and guested on the 90 Day Fiance podcast this week as well. So definitely check all those things out. But Chappelle, it's over. <laughs> it is. You're leaving me. Oh my God. I'm crying. It's just a game, but I just feel like it changed me as a person, you know? <laughs> well, I'm crying too. And I know that all of you <laughs> listening are as well. Uh, hopefully, we're back here soon. But thanks for coming on the journey with us. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.